What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. We are in for a treat today. First of all, I have loved bringing on guests because I feel like sometimes our perspective is our perspective, right? So I see things a certain way. I hear things a certain way. I share things a certain way. And that's what I've loved most about getting these just incredible humans on with us that get to share their wisdom, get to share their insight and get to give you guys an entirely different view and a deep dive into what I love and what I care about, but just on a whole, like in a whole different way. So today we are bringing on Dr. Caroline Addington and she, you guys, she's fire for one. You guys are going to love her. I was stalking her Instagram and watching her stories and listening to her podcast. And she is just spunky and so full of fire. And I'm just so excited to dig in. Um, she is a former neuroscientist. So this is what I'm talking about. I am not sciencey at all. I understand. And I love that side of things. I love learning about the sciencey side of mindset and how it's all connected, but I don't know that stuff. Like that is not my specialty. So I'm like, if, if I told her, I'm like, you have free reign to dig into any of the sciencey stuff that you want, because they are not going to get that from me. So neuroscientist, she turned, turned into content creation and Instagram marketing coach. So this is like epic, you guys. She's the founder of Bigger Than a Brand. She's the host of the Empowered Impression Expression podcast. And she's figured out how to wait, like weave in her background and her specialty around um, what is it even called? Neuro neuroscience? Yeah, neuroscience <laughs> psychology, totally. <laughs> All of her background and her specialty with that into building a brand and sharing your story and building an authentic community on social media. And I know so many of you guys are building brands, are building businesses on social media are, and even if you're not, you're a human who's sharing life on social media and we want that community, right? I feel like that's what we, we show up for because we crave connection. We want to be connected with other people in a positive way. And so when we were talking about, we were bouncing different ideas and topics around, we are just super excited to dig in today to building community and really what that looks like. And first, before we dig into the, all that stuff, Caroline, I want to just give them a good feel. So give us a little bit more about your background, share with us who you are, what you're all about, and then we'll dig in. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, totally. First of all, thanks so much for having me today. I'm super stoked. I'm like feeling all the good vibes. This is going to be a fun combo. <laughs> Excited. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I was in the sciences. So my background was in biomedical engineering and neuroscience and very much studying, studying kind of, you know, low vibe topics, I guess, like depression and chronic stress. But it's <laughs> and, so important. Yeah. Well, and also I was I was my best case study. <laughs> I was able to look at myself and be like, oh, dang, like, huh, this, if I keep doing this to my body and my mind and my spirit, like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> hey. so, yeah. So I decided to leave um, at the end of 2017, left science. And then it was a bit of a winding path. Um, I had an athletic wear company that like started off with a bang. We had a successful Kickstarter and then it that ended up not being my strength. Um, but through that experience, like product development and distribution, not, not my jam, not my thing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. There's like mad respect to everybody who does products because dang, like that's, that's some real, real, but uh, through all that, I realized, oh man, I'm actually a really great marketer, really great storyteller, really great at building community on social media. Um, because I was taking all of this all the neuroscience behind it and like the neuroscience of what is actually going on in our brains when we're telling stories what's yeah. the psychology of a compelling vibe and like all this kind of stuff um and people kept asking like how are you doing this content thing will you help me out with this content stuff yeah. and i was like yeah let's do that so that's kind of the launch pad into everything that i do now that's so cool so you i mean i love how you obviously, you got your PhD, you went to so much schooling, so much, you invested so much, but you were still able to pivot and use all of that. And then really just go all in with your passion, which is the content creation and the marketing and all that stuff. So cool. I love it. This is just like words of wisdom. Don't ever feel stuck in where you're at. There's always a way to do what you love and take what you've brought, like take what you have and bring it with you and use those strengths. That's so cool. Okay. So let's talk about the building community and all of that stuff. Like what goes into it when you're talking about 
I'm going to put myself out there. I want to create a space where we can connect and we can have relationships versus I just want to build a place where people follow me. I get lots of likes, like, like who cares about all that stuff if you have no connection, right? So what's going on from the science side of things when we show up on social media and how do we build that community that we all want? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first piece is, is cleaning up that juju that you were just talking about around like needing the engagement or needing the less. And that's, you know, that in and of itself is such a big growth point. I think for so many people, when you, when you really shift and like, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite challenges to give people when they're really first starting to genuinely get interested in building a community is to give themselves 30 days of just service. And that will help with that growth point, right? Where you're, you abandon any other agenda and you're just showing up to deliver a crap load of value. <laughs> I have to stop and pause. I'm so used to cursing, like stop and pause myself for in case people are listening with kids in the backseat. Um, but you know, it, it, you're just focused on giving a ton of value for those. Uh-huh. 30 days. And that's, it's almost like a reset um, to help you get out of the mindset of needing engagement and needing likes because everybody, everybody starts there. Like, you know, I know I started there. Like everybody does. I'm sure you did too at some point. Yeah. Well, it's, and I think it's just, you feel validated, right? You feel like, well, if I'm getting likes, if I'm getting engagement, people care, people are interested, people this, but when you show up on social media to be interesting to people and to get from them, it's a completely different vibe than if you're showing up to give service and to give value and to just show up authentically like your voice and who you are. Yeah, totally, totally. And the science in that, like there's some cool science in that around emotional contagion, which is super real, right? And I mean, it's like intuitively true that whatever you're feeling, you're passing forward, but it happens in like these small, subtle ways, right? Like the micro expressions on your face when you're in your Instagram stories and like the inflection of your voice and the way that like all these subtle things pass forward your emotions. So once you've gotten past that point of like needing something from your community, that's the next, that's the next thing to like really settle into is like, what do I want people to feel when they land into your corner of the internet? Like what feelings and what emotions do you want to pass on? I love that. And then how can you give yourself those feelings? Yeah. And and that's where it all starts, right? I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with is especially when they're building businesses online, they start out from that weird place of like, but I feel awkward and I feel salesy and I feel pushy and I feel weird. And then they're just putting out all of that, (laughs) everything they're doing. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Okay. So step one, be so freaking confident and believe in what you're doing. Yeah. It's, you know, one way that like you can think about it because for a lot of people, the like fake it till you make it vibe just doesn't work. Right. Where it's like, I, for me, it doesn't work where it's like, I don't know. I need to have like something to like sink my teeth into. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes the best way to genuine, cause you want to genuinely onboard those feelings that you're trying to pass forward. Right. You're not just like, you know, doing it 
fake style, <laughs> fake silly, silly perfection style, right? You're like genuinely being a full-fledged human um, is to get clear on the feelings that you feel when you are being the most yourself, you know? So like if your most real self, when no one else is around and you're just doing you, if it is like confident and bold and like out there and empowering and like that's the vibe, beautiful. But if when you're by yourself, you're like peaceful, calm, grounded, you know, rooted, that's really freaking important too. And like, that is its own brand vibe. And I think so many coaches, here's a little, here's a little bit more psychology is like the brand archetype. There's this whole wheel of different archetypes for branding where each archetype takes on like a human characteristic and it's really helpful for big brands like Nike or something like that, that doesn't have like a human element Right. for personal brands. And especially for coaches, people who are building like some type of coaching business, a lot of people feel like they need to be one kind of archetype. They need to be this like disruptor, motivator, empowering, rah, rah, rah archetype, but they may well be like the dove soap <laughs> of coaching, you know, they might be like this loving embrace, like this like soft space and both are needed. Um, and it's just giving yourself permission to be whoever the heck you are when you are the most yourself. I love that. I love that so much because oftentimes I'll see, I'll like be connected with someone before they start a journey building a brand or building a business online. And it's so interesting to see like this flip, like the switch flips when they become a coach or they become a brand representative, they become something. And you're like, that doesn't even sound like you like, holy crap. What, what, who is this? And it's so interesting because so many people do, they step into this box of who they think they should be now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think that's mm -hmm. where the pressure comes from. Cause then you're like, oh, but that feels weird. Cause that's not really who I am. And that feels off. And that's when they feel funky. So basically Caroline is just telling you drop the antics, like just be who you are, whatever that is, you are exactly who you are for a reason. And obviously we're continuing to grow and we're continuing to evolve and we'll develop and, and, and expand. Right. But right now today you have permission to just be who you are and show up that way i'm snapping you guys can't see me <laughs> <laughs> you're like clapping in circles and snapping exactly <laughs> be who you are and yeah. and that's the most magnetic thing because because it's genuine you know yeah. you're not um you're not putting on some kind of aspirational outfit <laughs> right Absolutely. when you are being the most yourself is the easiest, like it's easier for you to rise when you're being the most yourself, you know? Um, and that to speak into the ingredients of building a community, that's a really, really big one is, and 2020, I feel like had so many opportunities for this where as you're not just a, a human with a bunch of followers, you're a leader and you're a community builder. And so when there's collective chaos, when like there's whenever everybody in the nation and the world is going through stuff, how do you rise? And yeah. the easiest way to do that is when, when the person that you're rising to is just more of yourself. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. Make sense? yeah, totally makes sense. And that's so much easier to show up for that way. than when you're like, Oh, well, who am I supposed to be today? 
And how am I supposed to talk about this? And what is that supposed to look like? Like whatever you feel, like whatever you genuinely feel and think and live, that's, that's how you should show up. Um, I heard something years ago. I was a photographer before I became a coach. And so I knew of Jasmine star for years and I love her. I just think she is so adorable. And one of the things she said that I heard years ago was don't be vanilla. Like, don't be vanilla. Everyone, you try to be vanilla so that you don't bug anyone or you don't piss anyone off or you don't like rub anyone the wrong way. But then you're, instead of trying, you're trying to appeal to everyone, but then you're appealing to no one because you're not speaking to anyone directly. And everyone's just kind of numbing what you're saying because it doesn't even relate to them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally vanilla. Like when I started (laughs) I was like, so afraid to offend a certain type of person or so afraid to say this or so, so afraid to, you know, and I'm like, I just need to just, just show up, like be who I am. I'm going to repel the wrong people. And that's totally cool. And I want to do that, but I'm going to attract the people who are my people who want to stick around, who want to show up, who want to talk, you know, and that's what we want. Totally, totally. And like, on the other end of the spectrum from the vanilla, because I, I feel like you can get kind of stuck on, on either end of the spectrum when you're not really being your whole true self. Yeah. The other end of the spectrum is like, maybe you've heard, oh, you should be polarizing because it will repel the, the right, the wrong people attract the right people. And then people go far with that and really go extreme. Yeah. They assume that polarizing means be controversial. And so they'll right. Controversial things. When you're being controversial for the sake of engagement or for the sake of controversy, you're going to attract to you the people who want drama and you're going to repel the people who don't want drama. Right. right? So, like, what, what it means to be polarizing is like you're saying, it's literally just to be yourself and to take a stand for the stuff that you believe in and that you feel like the, is going to make the world a better place. You yeah. know, like, that is such a powerful way to quote unquote be polarizing, but really you're just saying like, yo guys, this matters. If you do these things or if you like, you know, try this out, like it'll make life better. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I love that you brought that up because obviously we've just been through a year that has brought up so many opportunities to kind of create some ruckus in the social media space, but it's also been so paralyzing for so many people. Cause they're like, I don't even know how to show up right now. I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what's right or wrong to share and what's, you know, and it's like, you can get stuck in that, but really if it, if you're, if you care about it, you'll share about it. And if you don't, then you'll just kind of keep living your life and keep doing your thing and whatever. So I think, I feel like the more we talk, the more it just comes back to simplifying it to just being who you are. Like, I think everyone just overthinks everything. Totally, (laughs) totally, totally. And all those moments, like in 2020, those moments when so many people would, you know, could find themselves in paralysis because it's gonna happen again, you know? (laughs) It's not like the world's got everything figured out and we're like all gravy and good to go. Like there's gonna be more moments (laughs) where like that opportunity to, to choose paralysis or to choose leadership. Is yeah. And those are the moments that builds community like nobody's business because when everybody else 
is stuck in some kind of paralysis or is stuck in some kind of like wishy-washy state of confusion. And you choose to be courageous enough to share what you have moved through and how you have chosen to rise in that moment and like what the rising looks like for you. Yeah. And it gives other people permission to rise themselves. And that is such a strong way to build community because they're like, oh my goodness, like not only does this corner of the internet make me feel really good, <laughs> you know, because maybe you're like spreading out good juju through your emotion, but also like it actually helps me live my life more fully. Totally. I love that. So in regards to sharing your story, I know so many people are afraid to put themselves fully out there because you feel so vulnerable. You feel so judged. You feel so open. You feel so like, like, I don't even know if I'm ready for this. What would you say to that person who is in that space of just being so scared, so scared to just share who they are? Yeah. First I'd say you're normal. (laughs) Congratulations on being human. Good job being human. (laughs) You know, we've all been there. Um, and then, you know, once you know that that's totally normal is to shift from the place of being stuck in the fear to recognizing that you're not telling your story for you. You're not telling your story even about you really. It's about the people you're here to serve. Like your story, even when you tell your story, it's for and about your ideal clients and like the people that you're here to help. Um, the most empowering stories. And this is like, this isn't just me like spouting stuff. This is neuroscience. (laughs) The most empowering stories are the ones where the person who's listening to it or who's reading it or who's, you know, consuming it, hearing it, they can see themselves in it and they can see themselves as the hero of that story. Right. So say that you have gone through some kind of big emotional change. Um, I'm thinking of Like for example, a past client was going through an infertility journey and now she coaches people through their infertility journey. Like that's some vulnerable stuff, right? Like that's like some real, real. And whenever she's sharing her story, she could choose to make it this raw, wounded, like open festering wound experience, or to say she's risen through that much like your listeners, right? Like if you guys if you're thinking about telling a story and when you think about it, it brings up the same shamey feelings that you had when you were living through it might still be an open wound, might not be ready to share. But if instead you're like, no, like this is really empowering. I've moved through this. I'm on the other side and it could really help people. And I'm just scared. Then that's the time for you to say, okay, swallow the fear monkeys. I'm going to do the thing. And I'm going to recognize that my story is actually about them. And when you shift that focus to like, it's not about me, it's about them. It makes it so much easier to tell it number one, and so much easier to make it relevant to them and helpful and empowering for them. Number two, because it is literally for them. I love it. So I feel like lots of times people get stuck feeling like, well, I don't even have a story to share or people don't care to hear my story. It's just whatever. I'm selfish. If I take up space to just share my story when really it is the one it's like the exact opposite. It's the most selfless thing you, you can do is to share the real share the experiences, share the story so that you can help the people who are in it or 
have been through it and need someone to relate to or whatever. That simple shift is such a different energy perspective, like completely shifts how you want to show up. Totally. And anyone who would point at your story sharing and be like, you selfish, selfish, crazy human, like, who are you doing taking up this space? They are likely in a space where they would be terrified to share their story, (laughs) right? Anyone who has shared is going to look at this sharing and be like, hats off, you know, like round of applause. I see you, sis. I'm so proud of you. Like that is hard, right? So anyone who's going to judge just had, they haven't put themselves out there. (laughs) Definitely. And that, I mean, that's how it is always any haters you get any negativity, it's just them spewing their own stuff on you. And that's, sorry, you have to deal with that. But like understanding that helps you get through the haters. And the I always characterize any haters as like, it's some dude named Dave in his mom's basement, like in the dark, like trolling on the internet. And that always, I'm like, oh, poor Dave. Like poor little baby. It helps. It's true though. So, so when we're talking about building community, would that be your first, like stories have to be like, they have to get to know you, right. They have to trust you. They have to know who you are like deeper than just surface level. Yeah, totally. If we were to boil it down to like the key ingredients, I would say, like we've been saying, be yourself, be your full self, unapologetically, exactly who you are, share yourself, you know, share your story, share your wisdom in a way that is like share it such that it's for your people, right? Right. Like whenever you're sitting down to share, you can ask yourself like, what, how is this for them? What do they need to hear? So being your whole self, sharing who you are in a way that's of service and leadership, choosing to rise when everybody else is feeling paralyzed. Those are like, there's all these other things, you know, but like, like you could go and be super engaging and like very social on social media and that will help. But without these core things, you could do that all day and it's not going to make a difference. They're still going to come back to your page and be like, but who are you anyway? Exactly. (laughs) Why should I hang around? (laughs) Okay. I love it. I love it. So how would you like some tactical things for selling on social media? So we're building this brand. We're building this community. We want to genuinely connect with people but we also have either a product or a service or something that we love or passionate that we represent. How does someone weave that in, in an authentic way that feels good? You know what I mean? Like, where is that kind of sweet spot? Yeah, totally. So the first piece, I'm going to sound like a freaking broken record, but it's because it's so true is that it's still, that's also in service, right? Like that's also helping human, right? So That's the first thing I feel like to get the mindset right is to recognize that it's really not that discontinuous from everything else you're doing. You know, like you're say that you're writing a post or you're doing an Instagram story on how to help people be consistent in morning routine or something like that. And then say you have this 14 day program that will help them be consistent in their morning routine. It's you're helping regardless, like it's all of service. So that's the first peace there, right? (laughs) It's like that recognition. From there, the biggest like, okay, I'm I'm like, how far down the science, how far down the science rabbit hole do we want to go? Do you want to go real far down? How far you want to (laughs) go? We can go real far down the science rabbit hole. (laughs) So 
from a psychological perspective, there are different, what I call decision triggers. And these are different like pieces of information that someone needs to know or needs to feel the truth of in order to feel like they're making a sound decision and know that they're making a sound decision. And a lot of, um, I don't know how familiar your audience is with direct response copywriting, but direct response copywriting is basically the art of writing words that help people take action as soon as they're done reading. So a lot of social media content that's intended to sell is direct response copywriting. It's following these tried and true frameworks. The reason that some of the best direct response copywriting works is because it checks off these different decision triggers. But if you understand the decision triggers themselves, then you just become a much more effective and magnetic human when it comes to sales and helping people take action in their lives. Period. Yeah, period. So, can, huh? I was just going to say, can we dig in a little bit to what those decision triggers are? Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. So I'll, I'll list through them and they might not, you might like associate them with something that they aren't. So one of them is liking, but not in terms of like engagement or like liking a post, but they have to actually like you right. and know that you like them, <laughs> right? Which sounds like pretty chill and like pretty intuitive. But when you think about content that's written where it's like, um, I don't know, do you have, like, this is always my bad sales example. Do you have chronic back pain? And, you know, have you struggled with chronic back pain and da, 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 They don't feel like you actually like them or see them or understand them or value who they are. So some of the best content that sells speaks to the highest qualities of the person that is on the other side, right? So for example, uh, my, you know, the best example that I have is in my own content. So when I'm enrolling for the program that I run bigger than a brand, the people who are interested in that, they have a message that they want to share. They're here to change lives. They're here to impact people. Right. So when I let them know, yo, I, I see you, if you're struggling with this, it's not because something's wrong with you. It's something's great with you, right? Like you're actually trying to make a difference in the world. You just don't have the right tools. Yeah. You feel me? I, okay. This is like a major aha for me. And I've been doing this for a long time. So you're, so you're saying speak to their strengths and speak to their, the good, I mean, how often do we hear speak to their pain points and speak to their, like, that's what I've always heard. And this is going to be a complete game changer because even like when they need something that you have, obviously you've got to fill that void. Right. But you can still speak to them in an empowering way. So they feel like taking action. They don't feel like, Oh, she just called me out of my shiz. Now I'm going to sit here in my funk a little longer. Totally. Totally. You guys can't see me over here. I'm like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That it's like, and when someone makes a buying decision from that place, from like, this person actually sees me for who I really am and like can meet me there, then that's going to be such an empowering decision. And they're going to get that much better results because they feel seen. Right. So like that, actually what we were just saying about pain points that takes us to number two decision trigger number two, which is understanding, knowing they, they need to know that you understand them. And that's the real intention of pain points is, is not to, 
you know, throw salt on the wound or like twist the knife or anything like that is to be like, I actually get what you're going through. Right. Like I actually understand it. And when that's the juju and the energy that you bring to the conversation around pain points, it's such a better vibe than like, you know, just twisting the knife and being like, your life is, oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I did so well censoring myself. Your life stinks and it's just going to get stinkier and stinkier unless you buy this thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another decision trigger is understanding. And that's really where the pain points come in. Okay. And that makes total sense, but you can talk to them in a way that's not just like rubbing it in their face. Totally. Totally. Like yeah. a reminder of how bad your life sucks. Yeah. Totally. Now I'm gonna fix it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, I love it. Yeah. And, you know, for example, I'm thinking about like a a sales sequence that I was literally just writing this morning around people having tried all the things to make their Instagram marketing work. Right. Where it was like, maybe you've heard like you're following this rigid content strategy structure, or you've been told that you have to send a billion emails or post a billion times a week and da, 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 da. Like all of these things aren't so much saying like you, the problem is you, And this is like a key differentiator, right? They're not saying you're the problem. They're saying, here's the problem that you're stuck in. And I see it, I get it, but you're amazing. And you're trying to do amazing stuff. So let's help you do those amazing things. I love, it's just separating the kind of the junk from the actual person and the identity because they've already placed that identity on themselves. They already feel like they suck, they're a loser, they're a failure, they're this but you're helping them see it's not you. You're awesome and wonderful and, and capable. You're just in this little, little funky space and we're going to get you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Love that. Yeah. And that actually <laughs> segues. You're doing such a good job segueing from one to the <laughs> other. <laughs> Cause that's another one consistency, but not necessarily in terms of you being consistent online. Although that's super important. Um, that contributes to another one, which is trust. Right. But consistency in that if they, if someone, this is just human nature, if we identify as being some kind of person, then we want to be consistent with that, right? So if in your content, you're, you're speaking to this highest version of someone, or you're like, hey, you know, maybe you have like a poll that's like, yo, homie, <laughs> do you want this thing that, that you know, this result that your offer helps them achieve. And then later on in your stories, you're like, if you want that and like you resonate with what I've been saying and you know that this greatness is in there, time to let it out, time to take the action, time to do the thing. And the very fact that like there was this seed planted earlier on and they were like, yes, I am this person. Like, you know what I mean? Makes it so that later on when you're in your stories and you're like, if you're this person, time to do this thing that these kind of people do. They're going to be like, all right, time to do it. I love it. I love it. All of these just simple things that are so easy to apply and so easy when you actually understand them. Yeah, totally. This is the beauty of science. (laughs) It's like, there's all this. Yeah. It's it's like, and you see it, like it completely makes sense. It's just when you don't know it, you don't know to look for it or to implement it or whatever. Totally, totally. And I feel like these two worlds haven't collided all that much, you know? Cause like direct response copywriting has been around since what, like the fifties, forties, whenever David Ogilvy, <laughs> whenever the OGs came along, you know, <laughs> um, David Ogilvy and, and co, but 
like the, the understanding of why, when it's done well, why it works, you know, I think that that's a much more recent thing. And so there are a lot of examples out there of sales content done without an awareness of all this stuff. And so it feels off, it feels icky, it feels disempowering. Like it feels like someone's telling you that you are the problem <laughs> versus like when you understand the psychology, you can work with it. And it feels better anyway, as a sales human to, to sell that way because totally. you are speaking to the highest qualities of people. Yeah. And when you're, when you're coming at it from that space of empowering them and not, okay, well, I'm going to hit a, hit them while they're low. And then we're going to pick them up. Like that feels gross. Why would you? Oh, it feels awful. Yeah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> this, this is going to be a game changer for so many people who just still feel weird selling because I was like that at the very beginning because I had my perceived of like what I was afraid of looking like. I'm like, I don't want them to ever feel like I'm selling something. I believe in these solutions. I believe in the lifestyle. I believe in the habits. I believe in what we have. And that's why I want to share it. But as soon as I was like, dude, I believe in it so much. Why would I ever feel bad for talking to someone about it or for sharing about it? And it was just like this, it was like this simple, no duh, you're giving a gift, like you're giving. And when you are representing or selling or whatever, something that you truly believe in, it should be such a natural just process. Yeah, totally. And, and that's such a key piece of it is like the belief in what you're offering. If you don't believe in it, then again, going back to emotional contagion, right? They're going to feel it. They're going to be like, she feels a little bit wobbly on this one, <laughs> you know? I love it. So really quick, before we wrap up, when we're thinking community, I know a lot of the girls that I talk with, they struggle knowing like how like niche market, how small do you want to keep your space? Does that make sense? Like how do you kind of take anything you're passionate about and put it in there? Or do you have to really dial it in so that you can create that solid community that you're looking for? What would you say in regards to that aspect of things? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the niche, <laughs> but I think it also really depends on what you're selling and you know what like what you're selling and what the price point is you know because if you're selling something that's at a higher price point people want to know that you're a specialist it makes yeah. sense you know um but if you are if you're like an etsy shop you know or if you're selling like a little bit of a little bit of like a variety of things in your etsy shop then share all of that right at the end of the day the that my position on that my take on that is what is going to most clearly demonstrate to your people, you know, your ideal client, your human that you're trying to attract, what's going to most clearly demonstrate to them the benefit that they can get by hanging out, hanging out in your fam, right? And yeah. if, if you're, if you have a good reason, because it's your business model or something like that, if you have a good reason to share a little bit of everything, then share a little bit of everything. But if you're, if you are, realistically like a health coach, you know, who's also super passionate about pottery and skiing and like <laughs> yoga and rock climbing. And like, and so you have like all this stuff going on, it's going to confuse the people who are looking for health coaching. Right. And 
by no means do, do I mean censor who you are, right? Like share who you are, share yourself doing the things that you love to do in your stories and stuff like that, but don't make them a pillar of your content. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that you brought up pillars. Cause that's such a simple way to like have your base five or like have the five things that you love and represent and are passionate about and make that kind of your cycle and focus on those things. How would you mention stories and posts? How would you differentiate the two? And where would you like, if someone's like, well, I don't know what to share in my stories versus what to post on my feed. How would you give them some guidance around that? Yeah. So, and actually another thoughts popping up before we like dive right into that is around if you're sharing, say for example, that you love rock climbing or you love yoga, but you're a wellness coach, right? So like in a health coach, so this climbing, this yoga, how is it a representation of your health coaching business? You know what I mean? Like, or if you're a self-care coach, how does this yoga tie back to self-care, right? So like just to plop that in there. Um, So posts versus stories. Posts are more permanent, right? Like that's more of setting up your brand identity, communicating what this corner of the internet is about, who you are, what you stand for, what you offer, who you help, like, and then just providing a lot of juicy educational stuff for everybody um, that they can come back to over and over again. Stories, much more fluid, you know, much more like day in the life, here's what's going on. Um, And I also share all that same stuff in stories too, (laughs) right? Like educational stuff and brand identity stuff and, you know, lifestyle stuff. Like all of it also goes in stories because so many people are like, these days, a lot of people are like primary story watchers, you know? I've totally seen that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, being able to tell the entire story of, your brand, your company, what you're about in your stories <laughs> as well um, is super important. Okay. I love it. Hopefully that's helpful. I know at least one person listening is like confused about that right now. So we just cleared it up for them. So thank you for that. Um, I love it. All of this is so, so good. Do you have any, I know we, well, when I read through some of your stuff and what you're all about, um, you love meditation and breath work. And you talked about this release journaling that you do. I want to explain that really quick. Cause I think it's so powerful. And I think it's something that I don't know, probably isn't talked about as much as like the breath work and meditation and things like that. So can you tell us a little bit about what this release journaling looks like for you? Totally. I love it. It's, it's, it's like, oh man, secret ninja weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something that I do if I'm moving through a accelerated growth period, I'll do it every morning. If I'm moving through regular growth period, I'll do it throughout the day whenever I find myself coming up against a sticky block. Right. So if I, if I know that I have like these things on my to-do list, but I'm just resisting something or I'm avoiding something or I'm like getting frustrated or anything, I will take out one page of my journal and at the top, write like what's ready to shift, right? And this is, this question is really asking a bigger question, you know, which is like what beliefs are active in me right now that are creating this experience of stuckness, of frustration, of anything. And what is it ready to morph into, (laughs) right? And then I'll set the intention 
to clear it out in that one page. We're as humans, we're kind of like goldfish, you know, like we'll take up as much space and time as our tank allows. <laughs> so if, if you set the intention for yourself to clear it out in a single page of journaling, you can, you know, and it's just like a two minute zap, <laughs> like zapping a pimple in like two minutes to like just shift whatever it is that's keeping you stuck so that you can keep going. Cause it's the repression of it, you know, and the pushing it down that keeps it active and keeps you on the hamster wheel. And so just getting it out and releasing that just allows it to just literally get out of you and you can move on and you can move past it. Totally. Yeah. It's just free writing. It's just like, I feel like poop and like, why do I feel like poop? I don't know. Maybe like because of this and da, 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 da. And as you just keep writing with the intention to shift it, it shifts into something that's like, oh, well, actually like I have choice in this and this belief is ready to evolve into a more empowering one and all that kind of stuff. I love it. When I was reading about that, when you shared that, I'm like, it's so cool because the more that I just get to know really awesome humans and how they do life and their little kind of hacks and things that work for them, the thing that's so apparent is how one, you never get to a point where you've just got it all figured out, where you never have limiting beliefs anymore and you never have doubts and you never have fear and you never have struggle and you never have hardship. It's just, you learn how to recognize them, how to self-coach and to, and to move through them and how to just bounce back so much faster. Whereas I feel like oftentimes people just get in the funk and stay in the funk for so freaking long. And if we can just learn little things like that, that really resonate with you, that you can implement immediately as you see these things creeping in and then you can move through it. Oh my gosh. Just think how much more your life will grow when you can just move through it that much faster. So I loved, I'm so glad you shared that. I think that's going to be helpful for so many people. Yeah, totally. And you're so right. Like there's no, you know, if you, if you're not facing up against limiting beliefs, then just stay in too comfortable. <laughs> like they're always there and it's a good thing when they come up because that's how you like know that you're on the path, you know? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screens on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. I used to definitely feel like there was 
going to be one faded day when like all the limiting beliefs that I needed to clear were going to be gone and then everything's going to be gravy. And that in and of itself is like a sneaky little limiting belief because it just right. keeps stuck on this like, oh, I'll be good enough when, blah, 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 you know, yeah. instead of like, oh, I can probably just go ahead and do it now because <laughs> there's always yeah. going to be a limiting belief. So might as well just go ahead and do it. <laughs> it's true. It's just that just getting into the habit and understanding how to, how to navigate it all because it really is. You're never going to not be up against it. And just like Caroline said, if you are, then you got to check yourself because you're just sitting back comfy, cozy, and it's time to step up and step out. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is so good. I feel like I could just chat with you forever. There's so much value. And I'm like, geez, well, I just want to, first of all, thank you so much for just giving us so much goodness, like so much value that I know our listeners are going to absolutely love. They're going to love you. Where can they find you on social? Yeah. I hang out on Instagram. That's my, that's my jam sesh. (laughs) So what's your handle? Yeah. At caroline.addington underscore. Okay. So you guys, my listeners are the best at sharing their nuggets. I love to hear their takeaways. I love to hear like what resonated with them. So when you do that, you guys make sure you tag me at Mike Folsom fit and make sure you tag Caroline so that she can see what really resonated connect with her. If you guys have certain questions or want to dig deeper into her program or want to like take a look at all that stuff, it's all linked up in her bio. I already like stocked it all. It's awesome. So much value there. So Caroline, just thank you again for hanging out. We really appreciate it. We got so much out of it and go check out her podcast as well. She has a podcast herself, um, empowered expression. So you dig into a lot of this, like social media stuff and marketing on there too, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. We go deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Love that stuff. All right, you guys, thanks for hanging out this week and we will see you back here in a week. Okay. Talk soon. Thank you so much for having me. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.